0: Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 40. Welcome to episode 40. 40 episodes. So excited uh, to be here with you all. Listen, I, I don't know where you're at, what's going on, your highs, your lows, all those different things, but I but I do uh, want you to know I, I truly, truly am grateful that so many of you tune in. I, I've gotten people from all over the United States that have been able to send me you know, little notes here and there, a text for people who know me here and there, just saying thanks for doing that. It was really encouraging. I really needed that right now. And so that's the kind of stuff that's really encouraging to me that really, really, you know, I, I sit out here on the front porch and I'm just asking God, uh, please, could you just help me? Uh, And a lot of times as he's working on my heart and showing and revealing things to me, um, it's just kind of nice to have an outlet, an outlet that I can come here and share what God's doing in uh, my heart and my life. I hope you know that uh, in no way, shape or form do I have this figured out. Um, But I do think this slowing down and just sitting and being with God here on this front porch has been so much a part of that growing in spiritual health. I used to talk about like spiritual growth, which it's not a a wrong way to say that, Uh, or I'm getting stronger, things like that. But I think I've started to kind of shift that into spiritual health, uh, spiritual health, body, mind, soul. You know, I'm supposed to love the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, my God, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. And I think there's something really beautiful that that God's been doing here on the front porch in my heart. I hope he's been doing the same for you, wherever you are, um, I hope that you're being able to slow down and just listen to Him, listen to what He's teaching you. And I, I hope this podcast has been encouraging you to do that. I hope it's helping you to be a little more transparent, be a little more authentic with your relationship with the Lord, and then just be like, man, I think I need to dig in. I think I need to ask the hard questions. I think I need to go that extra mile and really, really lean into what He's trying uh, to teach you and me. So the passage today, uh, Hosea 6, 6, it says this, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. I, uh, I grew up my whole life. I was born in Michigan, Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's a real place. So here's the interesting thing. Born in Kalamazoo, Michigan and living in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Both of those places don't even sound real, but they both exist. I promise you. And so born in Kalamazoo, Michigan, raised in Ohio, a little area called Maslin, Ohio, uh, next to Canton, Akron. Uh, and then, uh, And and then kind of moved to Chicago to go to school there, was there for a period of time, and then made our way west. What we have found and what I found growing up and what I found definitely when Patty and I got married and moved into the suburbs is there's like a Midwest rule of thumb. And it goes something like this. Uh, It goes like, um, I'm going to do something nice for you. Hey, i'd love to watch your kids really yeah why don't you and your wife go on a date night it'll be great oh my gosh that's so amazing right and thinking that's fantastic but the midwest rule of thumb uh was but there's a kickback coming right at some point they're gonna want to be like hey did you guys have a great time yeah we did okay cool hey is there a way that you could watch our kids because we haven't had a date night in forever and you're like oh yeah totally totally and so what we found out in the midwest it's like kind of this midwestern hospitality i don't know like a give and take kind of thing i don't know but that was like a real thing and if you didn't do it for somebody else it was like what's up with that crew and so patty and i started to really become a very very aware of this when we got married i guess i wasn't aware of it when i was growing up but definitely when patty and i got married and more uh more clearly when we had kids so we moved to the west coast and in the west coast they don't roll that way like it was crazy we just have people that would be like we'll take your kids and we're like oh, okay we played this game and and nothing like no exp and we'd be like hey we can watch your kids like time uh, sometime and they'd be like "No, no no we got babysitters don't worry about it and we're like so wait you just watched our kids And you don't expect anything in return? No. You know, around here uh, where we live in California, people will just take our kids out for lunch. Like, just pay for lunch for them. And there's never like, well, I did that for your kid, so you got to do that for my kid. That's never really the expectation. It's just, it's unbelievably generous. And for Patty and I, it kind of caught us off guard. We were a little bit like, whoa, well, in the Midwest, it was like this, but you moved to the West Coast. But if we're honest, we prefer that. This kind of West Coast way of dealing with things—it feels more generous in the Midwest. It always felt like a sense of obligation, like that, like I, I, like I was, I was owed that person something as a result of them doing something, quote unquote, generous for me. And I think you would say, and I, I hope, I think many of you would agree with that, that uh, that there is nothing worse than when somebody does something for you and expects something in return on the other side right there's no, there's nothing that make that kills generosity faster or or, or or even a thankful heart than that when you there's an expectation on the other then like uh what's coming my way it's kind of like well you know what no thanks uh i don't really dig how this goes down i really don't want anything to do that and then we kind of avoid the whole thing well Here's the interesting thing that's happening. And if you've never read through the book of Hosea, uh, it is a very, very interesting book to read through. I would encourage you to do it. Uh, but uh, this is what God is trying to say to the prophet Hosea. He's trying to help. He, the whole book is built around this idea that, that, that look, Israel is sinning. Israel has been sinning against God, and he's trying to expose that, and he does that in a very elaborate way. You can read that through there. I won't spoil it for you. In fact, I don't want to spoil it for you because I want you to dig into it. Uh, but he is saying to the prophet Hosea about all of us, right? He's trying to expose this, this statement, this verse is exposing something, if we're all honest, we probably struggle with, and it's this, is that God does not desire kickback Christians, he does not desire kickback Christianity. It's irrational, and it. Ha- but here's the crazy thing: it's become so uh, so normal. It's not just irrational; it's irrelational, and so he's going. It just doesn't make sense for a God who owns everything right he owns he owns the cattle on a thousand hills it says in the psalms right it doesn't make any sense and yet so often that's how we treat god we kind of walk through and like with the israel it would go something like this see god we sacrifice for you you see that you know you see how we we did all those uh, good things you know and and don't forget don't forget we're your people you said that you said that you see i i i i uh I, uh, I I didn't put any other gods before me, so you owe me something now. Okay, so now you need to rescue us. Now you need to save us, right? And our version of that goes well. You know, God. I <laughs> I went to church, right? And and I, you know, I you know, I I read my my Bible, you know, and, and what we're expecting is kind of like some form of blessing. But the frustrating thing for us is like, well. It doesn't make any sense why my job got taken away. It doesn't make any sense why I got sick, right? Because I'm doing all these good things over here. Therefore, you should be blessing me on the other side. Well, hey, God, (laughs) look, I know it's a crazy time, but I I made a donation to a food bank, right? Because they're helping our community and it's really great. And, And what we assume in our minds is, and that means that you will always make sure that I have enough food, that you'll always provide for me. I'll do this for you if you do this for me. That's how it works for many of us. That's how we've lived our life with God. We kind of bring these offerings to him, bring these things to him. And we say, look, let's see what I did for you. See what I gave to you. Now, what are you going to do for me? How will you bless me? And maybe some of you right now in this moment, this is being exposed in you. This is causing you to really, really question the way in which you've lived out your life with Christ. And for so many of us, what I find is we are looking for a kickback Christianity. I did that for you. What's the kickback? What are you going to do for me? So as I talk about all that, how does that make you feel like Is that convicting? It is to me. Because I realize that I do this all the time. And I think the scariest thing about it for me, as I started processing through this passage and sitting in it and listening to my heart and listening to my mind, the scariest thing is this. A lot of the times I don't even realize I'm doing it. I don't even realize I'm doing it. But this is a very toxic way Uh, to run a relationship, right? It doesn't work in human relationships. Like it it doesn't work. Like if I look at my wife and I do the dishes, right? And I look at her and go, see, I did the dishes. See how great that is, right? And having some form of expectation in my mind based upon doing the dishes, that's not loving, right? That that looks to her and go, and it almost makes, it's looking to her and going, I did something for you. What are you going to do for me? And it kind of wipes out in any way, shape or form, any form of generosity or love because it's conditional. We're looking for a kickback. So what I'm saying is it, it doesn't work in human relationships. And yet we've tried to apply this to a divine relationship with God almighty So if it doesn't work here on earth, it definitely, definitely, definitely doesn't work in the heavenly realm. Uh, One of these, uh, one of my favorite uh, little skits, it's it's an old one, uh, but it's really, really good. And he gives some really, it's a, a Bob Newhart skit and he's like a psychiatrist or a counselor or something like that. Right, And he and he's sitting with this lady and she comes in, she's got all these problems. She talks about how she's cla- claustrophobic and how she always imagines herself in a box. And, and so he's like listening to her. He goes, I, I've got two words for you, two words. And she's like, yes. And she's like, he's like, I want you to write these down. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. And she's like, yeah, but I, I think I, no, 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 just listen. Just stop it. So what are we supposed to do about this? Just stop it. Like catch yourself doing it. Like this would be a really, really good place for you to bring that before the Lord and go, Oh my gosh, I've been treating you this way. It's so irrational. It's so irrelational. And I'm so sorry. You know what, God, I, I did create all these different categories. I did create all these expectations of you and what it did, it got in the way of my worship of you. Because I felt always disappointed by you. I, I, I say, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. And then when it doesn't go the way I want it to go, I go, curse you, Lord. Curse you, Lord. And a human relationship doesn't work well like that. And now I've applied that to you. I'm so sorry. It's a great place for us to repent. Because what he's encouraging us to do in this moment is to love the Lord. To acknowledge him. Like a great thing for us to do is like, God, you love me and I will follow you because of that. Another thing we might say is, God, I don't want anything from you. I just want you. I just want you. Nothing else. I just want you. God, whatever you want me to do, I will do it because you are God and I am not. Think about how beautiful that is. And as I talked about earlier, the first and greatest commandment, Mark 12, 30, what this does is it allows you to slow down a little bit. And this is what the posture of our hearts, where it should lead us. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and and strength. love the Lord your God with all your heart, more, uh, heart, soul, mind and with all your strength. And when we do that, it kicks the kick back to the curb. It says, no 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 no, I'm not going to approach the God of the universe that way and it's crushing my relationship. I would imagine for so many of you just even listening to this, like the way and the way in which you've been living your relationship with the Lord like it's crushing you. Because it constantly feels like he's letting you down, letting us down, and I know that feeling. I do, and I wrestle with it, and I'm confronting it right now. And this is what I am. I'm really calling you to do as well. Like, let's confront that. Because Hosea's is like, God doesn't need our sacrifice. He's not doesn't need this this thing. Like, look what I've done for you. What he wants is abandonment. He wants us to be like it's. All for you, it's all for your glory. And what the and with this Mark, uh, with this uh, first and greatest commandment, and Mark is saying, Mark twelve, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love Him with everything, with every part of you. Because when we want a reward from God, we miss the reward that we already have in Him. I love that. When we want a reward from God, we miss the reward that we already have in him. So the question is this, how has your kickback Christianity brought your life? I just want to know. Maybe just start working through that question. Has it brought me life? Or has it brought me confusion and frustration? Has your kickback Christianity ever brought you life? So Heavenly Father, God, we, we, we thank you for your lavish generosity. All we have is found in you. Help us, Spirit of God, patient. Please, please be patient with us as we learn to lean in and trust you with all of our hearts, all of our souls, all of our mind, all of our strength, and let our whole lives be caught up into the bounty that you have for us. So take a breath reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.